is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John he hits a home run on line drive in the right field seat. A grand slam. And the Yankees now take a 6-4 lead. Kepler lines that in the air to left center. Hicks on the run. Dives! And he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Yankee Center. We are here without Eddie, but we are going to talk some Yanks. Eddie will be here next episode, hopefully. Scheduling has been tough between him being in school, me being in school. It's been been tough in work and jobs and so on and so forth. But uh, we're doing what no we life. can. I Tom, no I life. love you. It's okay. I love you. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> but we are okay. doing what we can. Yes, we can. Uh, yes, we are. Baseball. Anyway. Yeah, baseball. There's um, There's a lot I want to talk about, man. I mean... The Yankees are in the postseason. They will be playing in the division series against the Cleveland Guardians. And yes, I finally, after a long time, I no longer say the Cleveland Indians. I finally got. You just did. Recently, I know, but I'm saying now for context. I don't say it unless it's referencing them specifically. I finally say Guardians by nature now. It took like the whole year. You know, it's very difficult to change a bad habit, uh, but. I'm glad you yes you you fixed that. Um, we are playing a team that took 15 innings to score one run the other day. Uh, I think you know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. If we lost the series, I would be disappointed because yeah. I think. I think we should win this one. Um, well, I think you're right. No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, just even analyzing it from a very unbiased perspective here, obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm only just a Yankees fan, but um, I think the Yankees offense is obviously, it's definitively better. And if we're going to talk starting pitching, obviously the Indians got one hell of a staff, but big, but yes, big, but if Garrett Cole, can actually pitch like Garrett Cole, I don't think it should be close. Because Nestor Cortez is a frontline guy this year. Luis Severino has finished the year showing he is a frontline guy when he's healthy. And Garrett Cole, when he's Garrett Cole, which is a big thing, is obviously, he's obviously not just a frontline guy. He should technically be a top five pitcher in baseball. Now that's something he needs to earn back, but that is what he is when he's at his best. So the question is now, what Garrett Cole are we getting? Because honestly, I think we go as far as Garrett Cole goes when it comes to the Yankees postseason. And they also said they're likely just doing a three-man rotation. So if that's the case, then someone like Tyone won't even come and play as a starter at least. So uh, this series really should be pretty easy if the Yankees that do what they're supposed to do, at least in my opinion. I don't want to say easy because obviously Indians are still a good team, but 
they're better. The Yankees are absolutely better, and it'd be disappointing if they lost. I agree. I think, you know, like you said, Cleveland does have a tremendous starting rotation. Yeah. They are very good at pitching the ball. But, 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 big but, big but. Big but. They have to come to Yankee Stadium tomorrow. And it's going to be loud. Yeah, they're a young team. They're the youngest team in baseball. Just texting me. Okay, good. Uh, so, I almost lost my train of thought. I got it back. Thank God. I am not a smart boy. <laughs> uh, but we're playing the youngest team in baseball. They're going to come in, right? And this could go two ways. One, they could be so stupid that they don't even, like, know the pressure. That they, like, they, le- they don't even let it get to them. Or they could be like the Astros in 2017, where it really got to them. And the mm-hmm. only way they could win that th- that series was winning all four at home, which, unfortunately, they didn't. Um, so, you know, we've beaten Cleveland in 2020. Um, so, 2017. And 2017, although yeah. that's a... Much different. It, oh, it's it's very different team. I'm misreferencing it because that was a very fun series. I will say it. It was. Now the Cleveland, they don't have much offense. Uh, it's Jose but, Ramirez pretty much and Andre Jimenez off the top of my head. I think those are really yeah. the two main offensive contributors. Yeah, they don't have they don't have too much offensively, and uh, you know they. They just play clean defense. They have a great closer, and uh, they got a good rotation. And, like, that's usually how they win. They weren't playing in the best division because Minnesota kind of fell apart uh, in terms of injuries. And then Chicago just didn't live up to expectations, had some injuries, yada, yada, yada. Uh, You know, there's no reason why a team that has uh, as high of a payroll as we do with the talent that we do, shouldn't be able to squeak past these guys and get to the ALCS. Um, am I saying we're going to the World Series after all that's happened? No. But do I think we should be in the ALCS after after this week? I do. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a totally valid take. We're going to go into the whole World Series talk. But I will say on that front that, um, you know, like every year, it's going to be the same story in all likelihood. If we even advance, you know, can we beat Houston? Uh, if, if we even get that far, obviously, I'm not going to talk about that much. I'm just referencing it just to get it out of the way. That's what it's going to come down to in the end because that's what it comes down to every year we make it to the championship series. So the Yankees ever want to prove that they are the team to beat in the AL, Prove it against Houston. Until then, it doesn't really mean shit, quite frankly. So, um, But referencing what you said about the Indians and how we have... God damn it. You see, I said Indians once before. Now I'm back to fucking saying it. You see what <laughs> The Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians. They absolutely do have a very young and talented team. It's just a matter of beyond just the lack of offense. Uh, there is a little bit of a lack of experience for sure. The Yankees do have that on their side. This is the core that has been together for a long time. And while a lot of names have changed, obviously, a lot of names haven't. 
You know, you still have the Severinos. You still have the Aaron Judges. You know, there are still guys, Giancarlo Stanton since 2018. You know, there have been a lot of guys who have been here for four or five years now that have really made a name for themselves in this organization. And now you got to hope that you have guys step up, A, in the bullpen. I think that's a big deal. And B, you have guys step up in the lineup around the obvious names. And really the obvious name being Aaron Judge. You know, you need guys like John Carlo and Josh Donaldson to really step up their game. And I'm not saying I need Josh Donaldson to be, you know, MVP Blue Jays level Josh Donaldson. But if we can get resembling what he was with the um, was he on the, the twins, the twins last year, that would be great. Honestly, something even closely resembling that offensive Josh Donaldson for a month would be great. And hey, I'm not going to say it can't happen. I'm I'm not expecting it, but the reality is when it comes to the postseason, I feel like almost anything's on the table. You know, it's the season of magic. Anything could happen in the postseason. Uh, we've seen crazier things than Josh Donaldson getting hot at age 37 or whatever. You know, we've seen crazier shit in October. So yeah. I'm going to just for the best. Exactly. And I will say one fun thing about this October, too, is the influx of some young talent, even on the Yankees in the case of Oswaldo Cabrera. And even though he's not starting, <laughs> please start him, Oswald Peraza. I don't think they're going to start him. No, they're not going to, but I will they're say, I heard. Start. I can't. I will say. John Boy mentioned this, and this is a very good thing to note, at least. If there's a situation in the fifth or sixth inning where, Os- where uh, no, Oswald, um, IKF is up at the plate with runners in the corner position, big spot. They are 1,000% going to pinch hit someone like Matt Carpenter to get that at bat. And once that happens, Oswald is in the game the rest of the way. And those situations could happen more often than you think, truthfully. So with that in mind, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked because the Yankees are obviously very ignorant. But let's be honest, they're not dumb enough to, to say, no, no, we can't get IKF out of the game. You know, We, we got to keep him in for his defense. Let Carpenter bat later. They're not going to do that shit. I do not trust them. I, I don't think they would do that personally, but hey. They, they I, love I some IKF. They, love, they do. Yeah. They do. They do. So I I do agree with what you're saying. Like, Giancarlo did look better at the during, like, the last week yes. of the year. That's huge. I gave, I gave some hope. There's some hope. Some hope. Um, listen. This offense runs through Aaron Judge, and basically, if he has one bad series, we're pretty much tooted. Um, I just I just created a word because, uh, you know, I do that. Um, but but listen, listen, listen. If I think if if there's one guy who will transform this offense into a juggernaut, it will be Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, you know, I think Judge is going to do his thing. I think Judge is going to do his thing. Uh, he had a pretty decent year, that guy. Um, all things considered. Uh, but, you know, when you look around our, our lineup, ICAF is a defensive guy. Bader is a defensive guy. Trevino's a defensive guy. Donaldson's been bad. BJ has a, a, a toe injury. Glaber is sick. 
So that's kind of a wild card. We don't know how sick he could be. We could find out, you know, in a month from now that he was throwing up buckets. All right? You know, because we haven't heard much about that. And Rizzo's got back stuff, but, like, he seems to be healthy now. And, like, I do expect Rizzo to do his thing. But, like, there's one guy that's put the Yankees on their uh, – uh, put the Yankees team on his back in the playoffs these last few years, and that was Giancarlo. Like, when he's on, he's quite fun. Uh, and, listen, there's yeah. another guy who I'm hoping can come back and be that dude, and that's Matt Carpenter. Because, like, mm-hmm. when he's fun, he's fun to watch when – and he's yeah. He's got <laughs> yes, the, he's he just got a he's got such a relaxed kind of demeanor in the box where he's just he's just standing I just there. I just want to note I I have to note this Matt Carpenter finished with the same amount of home runs as Josh Donaldson this year. Real stat. Dude. Real stat. He was so bad this year. It was, it was kind of <laughs> They both they both had 15 oh home God. runs. Fucking Donald and Donaldson had 478 at bats, and Matt Carpenter had 128. Dude, like that's so bad. Yeah, like, he is so bad. Uh, you know who who I think might have a nice series for himself. I'm not gonna say he's gonna like light the world up. I think Oswaldo is gonna pretty well. Oh, that I don't think that's even a bold prediction. I think that's kind of just where Oswaldo's at. You know, even just looking at his demeanor. I don't think he's the kind of kid that's going to be phased by the postseason too much. Yeah. I really don't. I think he's going to jump. I think he's going to jump right in there, do his thing, and do what he's been doing for the last month, man. He has been outside of Judge, the Yankees' most consistent producer over the last three three weeks or maybe even month in the regular season, which is so huge. And beyond that, the defensive value value he provides is unreal. I mean, he has like the most assists in right field. He 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 has been. Like, uh... He's just one of those guys that, like, he plays baseball and, like, it doesn't matter where you stick him. He's just going to catch the ball and he's going to hit. And he's going to. And he's got a a good arm, dude. Like, you know what what percentile his arm is among all of MLB? Like, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Give it a guess. Uh, Okay. 91st. Very, very. Ouch. Yeah, but yeah, fucking 90th, dude. I mean, the guy has a cannon in right field. I'd be great at, uh, what's that game? Uh, no Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Price is Right. Yeah. I'd be great. I'd be great at that game. What's um, it called? Um, he makes Aaron Hicks' arm look so fucking bad, dude. After watching Aaron Hicks the last couple of years, I've been in physical pain. And just, he's so bleh in the outfield. It's the best way I could put it. He His range is so bad now. His arm is weak as hell. And beyond that, the effort he even puts in the outfield feels very lackluster in comparison to him. I mean, look at Harrison Bader in center field, dude. Master he's like Bader. A, he's like a football player out there, and it's absurd. The way he moves is so different than he's got someone good like footwork. Aaron Hicks. He has amazing footwork, actually. He's got, like, like it's, his, a, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. like, it's so technically, like, sound. It's like, ooh. Okay, this guy, this guy practiced. Okay, this doesn't even make sense to me. Aaron Hicks somehow is 93rd percentile in arm strength this year, but it really doesn't feel like it, like, at all. Maybe it's just me, but I It's probably just you. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, he, his arm is fine. It's just I feel like, like the last couple, obviously he had like some problems with surgery. That's what I'm saying. I never felt like the arm ever truly came back after. I mean, like to maybe it's just the accuracy. Like it's how many back. assists? Like how many assists does Aaron Hicks have on the year? I do not know. I bet you it's a very low number. The thing that kills me with Aaron Hicks is like he is like the worst player in baseball with runners in scoring position. Like, that man cannot buy an RBI. So. Yeah. And also, like, I think I think you've seen these stats, the uh, the bases loaded stats for his career. Like, he's got, like, two hits or something with the bases loaded in, like, a 10-year MLB career. Uh-huh. And it's like, he's just not good at, at big spots. And, like, no. in the playoffs, in the playoffs, it's usually mostly big spots. So. Stay the fuck away, please. No offense. No offense. I will say the one difference about this about this team, looking at last year's team in comparison, dude. Um, the overall defensive vibes are really good this year, minus obviously some of the blunders from like an IKF. But like, you go across the team, I feel very comfortable about this team on a defensive standpoint. I mean, Josh Donaldson has been great at third base. Rizzo is at least a solid, competent, and more importantly, a veteran first baseman who knows what to do out there. Trevino is quite literally 100%. He's the best catcher in baseball defensively. He, he is. Like, there's, there's, you can't even really argue it. And then Glaber, when he's at second base, is freaking fantastic, actually. He's a very good second baseman. And now Oswaldo Cabrera is a plus outfielder. Yeah, our so outfield is, to the, to is, the, yeah. is like a guy who, who just started playing the outfield and is already one of the better corner outfielders defensively. You've got a center fielder who like is literally known for being like one of the very best defensive center fielders. And then Aaron judge has always been a gold club caliber right fielder. So like, basically if you hit a fly ball on the Yankee to the Yankees, you better hope it gets out. Cause like, yeah, I just want to note, like as the outfield is right now, Oswaldo Cabrera with his 90th percentile arm strength has the weakest arm. Yeah, in the like Bader's got a gun for a little guy. He Dude, reminds, he, has, he looks so much like 91. Clint out there. He looks like Clint out there. Just <laughs> even the manner, just like comp, competent Clint. It's like it's kind of funny to like because he's even got the glove, like the 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 kind of fancy schmancy glove, but like he actually catches the ball with the glove, so. I don't know. Like, the Yankees' defense is its strong point as well as its starting pitching. Uh, the the issues mainly stem from uh, lack of reliable back-end bullpen arm. Uh, I don't think Aroldis Chapman's going to be that guy. Um, well, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, our offense, if Aaron Judge doesn't hit, is about as useful as a cock-flavored lollipop. I um, will say, looking at the bullpen in particular, it sucks because Clay Holmes had such a fantastic first half of the season. He was quite literally the best reliever in baseball for that first half. Second half, he fell apart. You know, we're hoping he can re- refine. He some went magic. from Clay Holmes to Katie Holmes. Yeah, he did, and you know, we're hoping that he can find some magic in the postseason. But we also have to be realistic. We can't really put him in those spots until he proves he can handle those spots again. And there's not going to be much time for him to prove that in October. There just isn't. 
and there's not much leeway. So right now, the closer is pretty much Jonathan Loisaga, but even him, the Yankees probably want to plug him into spots where there's an emergency and they need to get a shutdown inning or shut down two batters with runners in scoring position because that's how they've used him for years. And I think that's probably how they want to use him now still. And it's, and it's tricky because if he's not your closer, you know, who is? Is it Wandy Peralta? Because that's kind of like what it might be heading towards off the top of my head. I mean, Scott Efros, you know, he's just coming back from injury. Like, who else is your closer? I mean... Trevino, I guess, actually could be um, could be your closer. But Jose Trevino. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, man. It's kind of... It's so weird that the guys that we've relied on over the past few years are all either hurt or in Miami. Um, yes. So it's it's kind of it's a mi- it's a mix and match. I mean, Britain tried to come back but wasn't not not ready just yet. Green blew out his arm. Chapman, uh, no comment. Uh, and Michael King. Uh, hurt his arm, but he doesn't need Tommy John. That's good. We got some good news yeah. on that. Uh, congrats to Mike. Uh, I'm not needing reconstructive elbow surgery. We will see you next year. Uh, losing him fucking hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. That hurt a lot. And then Clay Holmes, uh, you know, just you know, uh, poor guy. Poor guy. I, so, I, um, you know, I do want to note, I do feel very bad also for Zach Britton, even though he didn't really add much to this team. I do respect the fact he really did try his best to come back. He really fucking tried there. He adds as he, much to and, the, and that team hurt. as I add to this podcast. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm just saying, Zach Britton, whether you like it or not, unlike Chapman, I actually think he's a good dude and I respect the shit out of him. I do. Yep. And I know Britton legitimately gave a real effort there. He fucking put his heart out on the mound to come back, and he got hurt doing it, and now who knows how much time he's going to miss now. I feel horrible. I really do. You think CeCe Sebastian would come back in a bullpen role? Absolutely not, but I wish he would because it would be very fun. You know it would be great? You know my prediction? I'm going to make a prediction right now. Oswaldo pulls a hammy. And you know who comes back? Tyler Wade. Brett Gardner. Oh, wow. Through the rescue. Hasn't taken one at bat all year. He shows up to the park. Aaron Boone greets him at, at the gate. He's like, Brett, what, what, what are you doing here? Goes, I'm back, coach. <laughs> Goes into the locker room. He, do, he doesn't even have his own jersey because they didn't know he was coming. So what he does is he goes to the Yankees team store and he buys a replica <laughs> Brett Gardner jersey without a name on the back. And uh, he, he goes and he plays without a contract. Or, or you know what he does? He goes he goes up to Cashman. He goes, Look, league minimum. Let's go. I absolutely love this pitch, I will say. I'm quite a fan. I kind of would love a portrayal of Brett Gardner being like Clark Kent that's like on at Smallville, like on, on the farm and everything where Boone comes to get him or something. Dude, like I feel like that would be another good pitch that t- you can take, maybe. Somebody say. <laughs> and and the theme song's got to be blasted. Oh that. yeah, yeah. I'm like, fucking, you know what? Brett Gardner is like riding a horse out in like North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever he is. He's in a he's in a he's in his farm, right? 
And then he just hears, like, a, in the faint distance, he hears the Oswaldo injury. He hears it. And he's like, that's my call. And then he goes, honey, be back in about three weeks. Got to go to the World Series. Goes, comes up to New York. Does exactly what I just mentioned. He's batting first. Wow. Just right off the bat. Brett Gardner, lead off. Aaron Jones slides down to second. Do you want to hear a really fun fact? Oh, yes. Brett Gardner. Brett freaking Gardner had about the same OPS as Josh Donaldson has this year in his final season with the Yankees. So I just want to put that I out there. I think his contract was slightly less than Josh Donaldson's. Yeah. We yeah. we traded Gio Urshela, who had, like, they basically had, like, no, no, they didn't even have the same year. I mean, Gio was better this year than Donaldson. Yeah, like, G- G- Gio still has, like, shitty defensive metrics, but, like, offensively, he's been better, yeah. Yes, but, like, for, like, 20 less million dollars, like, I don't know. I would rather have Gio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 I wish DJ was healthy. Then we just put DJ at third, Glaber at second. I can't feel that short. And then uh, Rizzo at first. And maybe we still do that. But one thing, one thing for sure is I do not want to see Josh Donaldson play much in this postseason. Well, get ready for it because you're going to see a lot of it. I would you, rather play. You, you know what? You know what we need. You know what's going to save us all. You know what's going to save us all, Mister yeah. Luke Becker. Tell me. Andrew Benatendi will play left field in the ALCS, and Oswaldo Cabrera will slide his ass over to third base. I. Think it would make no. I think if they were gonna do that, they'd move IKF to third base before Peraz before um, Oswald. IKF's an actual third baseman. Yeah, it would be better if he was playing third base. Oh, my charger drops. That's not good. Um, I, I, don't, I don't even think they would feel too comfortable with um, Oswaldo there. Honestly, I think they'd rather have Oswaldo at short. I would and put IKF third. I would put Oswaldo Cabrera at quarterback for the New York Giants right now and be comfortable at him producing because that man can play any position. Okay? Hmm. And he doesn't even play that sport. Okay? So, I am an Oswaldo Cabrera believer. And, uh, you know, put him anywhere. Now, if they want to put Oswaldo at short and I can't field at third... That's fine. I don't really give a shit about the alignment. Uh, you know, do I like ICAF? No. Do I expect him to play, even against my wishes? Yes. So, when I bring ICAF into this, I'm saying this not because I want it to happen. I say it because I know it's going to happen, because they love some ICAF. And he cost us a 101 season. Yeah. I really don't like that guy. I do think there is another topic we need to talk about. 
Okay. We need to talk about what happened with Chapman at this point. We got. Oh, what it. happened with Chapman? I didn't hear anything. We're gonna have to talk about it. I didn't hear. I didn't hear a damn thing about her all this Chapman. Well, after today, I am going to pretend Chapman doesn't exist. But um, Aroldis Chapman decided that he was too good to come to practice because essentially Aroldis Chapman in the yes, words yes, oh, Aroldis Chapman, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's a great. That's a great. You know, he decided that without assurances that he is going to be on the postseason roster, he does not need to come to practice, and. I'm he just sorry, but himself that he was not making the postseason roster. What, like, dumbass? You, you know, like Boone said, that's not a, that's not an excuse. And the reality is, so many guys are fucking putting in the work, and he's clearly not and doesn't give a fuck. So yeah, I'm happy he's off the roster. He could be fucking pitching great right now, and I'd still fucking say, off the fucking roster if you're gonna pull that kind of shit. That's fucking that's horrible. You can't do fuck that. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. No, yeah. this is. That is that's how you fuck team chemistry up right there by doing that kind of shit. I don't want that in the dugout or in the. Bullpen. And you know what we uh, we they they uh, they they uh, defended him when he was when he was making a mess over the years. They have stood up for him when he has not been effective. They have basically kissed his ass for the last five six years. And. He is blaming us because he couldn't pitch well enough to earn himself a roster spot on a team that's desperate for relief pitchers. Dude, you pitched like shit this year. Consistently. It wasn't like it wasn't like you had like a one bad run or something. He was just bad this year. Like Yeah. Like yeah. Like, like there this what happened with him staying in Miami? Literally has no impact on this team on an on-the-field level because he made no impact, no positive impact at least, this year. I forgot what he did last year because I, I, tried, to, I tried to erase last year from my memory. And, uh, you know, he just kind of sucks. Last, even, last, even last year he wasn't there. He hasn't really been great since 2019 like he just kind of sucks as like a human like just he just sucks like dude you suck get get go just it's like one of those things where it's like when someone's like really annoying you and like they're in your room or something it's like just 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 go just get the fuck out of here like and that's the and like i don't care like i get that he throws 100 but like he doesn't know where it's going half the time no. He's been he's been a lot more hittable in recent years, you know, and like fuck him, you know, fine, bye, see it, you know, we'll figure it out, we'll figure we'll figure whatever else out. It's not like we don't have options. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Good riddance, and I don't even want to fucking talk about it anymore because he's yeah, I mean, worth, like he's, he's not worth my breath. He's not worth he, my breath. He fucked us in 2017. He fucked us in 2019. He fucked us in 2020. We're not getting fucked a fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. Quit fucking us. That's the one good thing about this. I now know for a fact my my season will not end with the Waldis Chapman blowing a save. You know what would be funny as hell? 
is if someone sustained an injury uh, in this ALDS and we have to put them on the ALCS roster because we, we just don't have the options. And I like, genuinely think they would go to like the shittiest 40-man guy possible before adding Chapman on now because you know the Yankees, dude. They're ignorant. When they want to prove a point, they're going to prove that point. They're not They're not letting him on this roster under any circumstances. I would totally let him on the roster. No, uh, like, he is he's just an ass, and I'm just glad, like, I'm glad that, like, if we win a World Series this year or, like, in the future, he's not going to be a part of the celebration. And that's that just warms my heart. That warms my heart. And you know what? He almost fucked uh, Chicago in the World Series as well. Oh yeah. So, you know, he wasn't he wasn't that. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. And he was not that guy. And he will not be that guy this year. Uh, you know. So, fuck him. Bye. See ya. Go get out. Stay in Miami. Bang. Um what else would you like to talk about with this Yankees team? That Aaron Judge guy was pretty good this year. Yeah, I guess because we haven't been on so long, we can go over Aaron Judge. I mean, 62. Uh, yeah, I mean, credit where it's due. He didn't just have a good season. He didn't just have a great season. He had an all-time season. And regardless of what you think of any home run record or lack thereof, it's still the AL record, and only a handful of guys, regardless, have ever hit 60 home runs. And every other guy that has done it, whether you want to admit it or not, minus Babe Ruth and Roger Maris, have taken roids. It's a fact. It is a fact. Regardless of, well, we never failed the test, I don't care. He took roids. Let's be smart for two seconds. And this isn't coming from somebody, yeah. this isn't coming from somebody that even believe several guys can't be in the Hall of Fame because actually if it's up to me, Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame. So would Roger Clemens. But with that said, there's still something special about Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs in the year 2022 in an era where pitchers are the ones with such giant advantages in comparison to when they played in the 90s. And beyond that too, you're in an environment where the ball is quite literally dead. Like, we're playing in a dead ball era again. And, yeah. Aaron, Ju- and Aaron Judge said, oh, well, I don't care. And he hit 60 home runs anyway. If, 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 this, was, like, if this was just a few years back, he probably would have hit 70 this year. He would have broken the record, the, the, the Barry Bonds record, if uh, yeah. he was playing in, in, at the height of the juice ball era. Um, so it's kind of sad that he didn't. Get to do that, but uh, I, th- I think he would have broke the record like in 2019 if he had if you put this judge back in 2019. Honestly, like I'm not even kidding. I'm not yeah, kidding. it's kind of crazy that like we're saying this, and it's like, yeah, like he, he could have done that. He could like, like you can't even really like deny it too much. It's a matter yeah. of fact. Like, yeah, it's like uh, fuck, he would have done it. It's like shit. It's like he picked the wrong year to go. Go ape shit, but he actually picked the right year to go ape shit because like he's about to get fucking paid. And you know what? Underrated part of this, uh, he played a hundred, about 150 games last year, and he played like every single game this. Year. Like he he only missed like five games this year. And anytime and that, he missed, it was never even injury. It was just it was, a regular day off. No, it was just yeah, yeah. It was just getting a day off. You know, uh, so. 
the fucking uh, narrative about the injury proneness is gone. Uh, so basically, like the only thing that's just gonna that could potentially hurt his earnings is the fact that he's gonna be thirty one in April. But like, it shouldn't hurt it too much. He's gonna get. I think. I think he's. I think he's still gonna land a nine to ten year deal. I don't think. I think he gets above eight. I do. Because right now the ball's in his court, man. He has every bit of leverage, every really, fucking bit. I really don't want to go nine, but I know we will. Um, it's hey, right. no, look, look. If it's Aaron Judge, quite frankly, they can go ten, and I don't give a fuck because this is the kind of player you have to keep under. Any yeah, like, like it, I don't care. Li- I don't care. Listen, listen, listen. They have to bring him back because, like. Our the rest of our offense besides Aaron Judge had like a 600 OPS in the second half. If Aaron Judge isn't on the Yankees this year, they probably miss the playoffs because his impact was just so all time great that it carried a bad team. It's it like I, I don't think I've seen a player carry a team like this because like our offense is not great. It's not a great offense. Um, it was supposed to be, but it just ended up not being that because Donaldson and Stanton didn't have good years. And, like, so so it's, it's Aaron Judge's team. And, like, and we can't risk not having Aaron Judge on the team next year because any chance of winning a World Series goes out the window if Aaron Judge is not a Yankee next year because, you know, there ain't anyone stepping up. Uh, no offense, I'm not a big believer that, like, Giancarlo Stanton can play right field every day, go back to being Miami Giancarlo Stanton, and everything's okay. And even if he, he did do that, you would have to replace Giancarlo Stanton's DH production. And just, just, you know what? Just pay him. Just pay, just pay Aaron Judge. Do not, do not risk the doomsday scenario. That's, yeah. that's all I'm trying to say is, like, if he's not on the team next year, it could get ugly. Uh, especially if you don't replace him with anyone that's like close to his level. And right now, he's the best player in baseball. So there yeah, isn't, there, there, there isn't, isn't anybody close to his level. There isn't anyone at the level, so you should probably keep the guy. Uh, so, uh, show of hands of who wants to re-sign Aaron Judge. I am showing my hand. Uh, I think Eddie would show his hand if he was here. Um, Slacker, that guy. But, uh, you know, fuck. Just no doomsday scenarios. No shortchanging. None of that. Just, Just sign him. Bring him back. Don't fuck with it. Don't tempt fate. Uh, you know, and the Yankees historically have kept their franchise players uh, for their careers. Um, so do that. Do that. He is this generation's Derek Jeter. So make him a Yankee for life. Name him captain one World Series with him. Yeah. And, you know, quite frankly, even if they were to, let's say, go after a Trey Turner instead, which isn't going to happen regardless, but let's just say for conversation's sake they were, Trey Turner isn't half the player Aaron Judge is, and he's still a great player, but he's not even half of Aaron Judge. He's not. I mean, oh, yeah, he had 21 home runs, had, had an 809 OPS. Cool. Fun. Very very great shortstop. He'd make IKF look like dog shit. That'd be awesome to have him on the team. But he does not make the team 
what Aaron Judge makes the team. He does not add the leadership that Aaron Judge adds to this team. He is not in any way, shape, or form a player of Aaron Judge's caliber, and that's because Aaron Judge is in the top .0001% of the league. He's in, he's in his own level. He's on his own freaking stage right now, all alone. Even Mike Trout is not right now on the stage of Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge just had one of the best seasons of all time. So you got to yeah. give credit where it's due. You have to, yeah. and he deserves every fucking cent, every fucking dollar, every penny. He should be getting as much money as he freaking desires. If it's if it's the Giants decide to say, hey, I'm going to give him 10-400, they want to go fucking nuts, Yankees better go even more fucking nuts because if they lose him, beyond this team just losing the playoffs, let's, let's speak Hal's language, shall we? Let's speak Hal's language. How much money are they going to lose if they let Aaron Judge leave? Because he is a moneymaker beyond just being a team saver. He is both. And regardless, the further this team goes, the more money the team makes. Who's going to help this team go further? Aaron Judge. Who's going to be providing deals and having jersey sales that fucking boost this team? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is quite literally a cash cow for the Yankees, in addition to being a franchise player, in addition to being the best influence in that dugout for what will also be a new core coming in the in the next couple years between Anthony Volpe, Peraza over a full season, the Austin Wells of the world, Jason Dominguez, and so on and so forth. When those guys are coming up, Aaron Judge should be there to be their mentor. And if he's not, that is a huge failure on the Yankees' part. And there's just no way around it. If Aaron Judge isn't back, this team is going to fall both commercially and just in terms of talent and skill. Like, it, it just hurts them on so many different levels. And that's the only reason why in my head I say it's hard to imagine a scenario where he leaves just because it hurts the Yankees in every possible way. And in the case of, like... Um, you know, a Robinson Cano back in 2013. Yeah, it sucked. But, like, he's not Aaron Judge. Cano is not Aaron Judge. Cano was fucking awesome, and he was on his way to be a Hall of Fame player, sure. But Judge is on another level. Because Aaron Judge is a top five, and right now top one player in baseball. Cano was not that. And beyond that, he was not a leader in every sense of the word. And while he did obviously help boost sales, not in the way Aaron Judge did. Aaron Judge is the face of baseball. Cano was not the face of baseball ever. It's different. Yeah. It's very different. Like, uh, Aaron Judge's impact is almost like a franchise quarterback in football. It's kind of, usually baseball doesn't ha have players like that um, because it's more of a team game. If you're hearing... Loud noises, that's because a sink is on or something, or a shower. I don't know which one. But, like you said, not signing Aaron Judge back would fuck us in every imaginable way. Uh, yes, network viewership would be down. Ticket sales would be down. The team would be miserable. Off the field and on the field. Um, there's no justifiable reason to not bring Aaron Judge back um, because it's just money. Just give him the money. Just give him the fucking money. It's basically like, honestly, I would just make the negotiations quick. I'd just be like, Aaron, how much money do you want? 
Yeah, just give uh, me a number. I'll, I'll write just, the check. Just get, just, just get, just give me the number. We'll get this over with. You can be a Yankee for life. We'll name you captain. Because we got other shit to deal with. We got to make our, We got to find other ways to make the team better. Yeah, and you know, if I'm the Yankees too, the way I'm thinking about it is the fact of the matter is there's going to be other teams in on Aaron Judge, obviously. It's Aaron Judge. There's going to be a lot of other teams. I don't want to see there. San Francisco Giant. Oh, yeah. And that's my point. If you're the Yankees, you don't let it get to even negotiations with other teams. If you can avoid that, you avoid that. And the only way you can't avoid that, because obviously he wants to test free agency, and I get it. I totally get it. He might want to test it regardless, but if you offer him even, let's say, I don't know, nine years over, uh, how much money could we give him over that? Maybe like $300 million. Nine years, 300 Make him say no to it. Make him say no. And at the very least, you have a good starting offer to give him. If you want to go even higher, you could. You can go nine years. Uh, if you really want to be bold, go like nine, 360, 40 mil a year. Give him that 40 million a year. Because I won't even say no to that. And if he says no to that, then that's ballsy on his part. Because that's that's a, a genuine, like, that's a real offer. Like, if he signed for that, I wouldn't be saying that's low. I'd say, like, yeah, he signed a legitimately big and fair deal. So, yeah. you know, if the Yankees don't want to overpay immensely at first, fine. I get it. You don't want to bid against yourselves. But at the same time, you also don't want bidding to get too crazy either if you can avoid it. You know, if you're Hal, you're thinking about money. They can guess on where his market's going to land and save some what money. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Like, <laughs> save Hal, Tom, but, you're so funny. You are so funny, Tom. Ugh. It's just frustrating. I don't even want to think about Aaron Judge's free agency right now, but it, it sucks. It sucks to think about. Why am I? Why am I the way I am? I don't know, Tom. I really don't know. I don't know. I was dropped on the head many times as a child. It's okay. It's okay. I came out okay. I think. I think I came out like ass forwards. Like, I think they pulled me out from the ass instead of the head. Oh, but wow. we don't have, but we don't have to get into that. Um, we'll start a new podcast on childbirth, um, you know. Uh, but like, yeah, bring Aaron Judge back. Uh, give him the money. If it's thirty-five a year, cool. If it's forty a year, cool. Do I give a fuck, Luke Becker? Do I give a fuck? No, you do not. I do not give a fuck. You want to know why? Because I want. Yeah. To yeah. Where's our World Series, Luke? We've been waiting. We've been waiting since 2016, 2017. 2016, when the Baby Bombers era started. Then 2017, make it to Game 7, the ALCS. We have been waiting for a long time. And what have we What have we witnessed? We have witnessed our oldest Chapman fuck us. We have witnessed Giancarlo Stanton fuck us in 2018. And Luis Severino we have witnessed Chapman fuck us again in 2019. We had witnessed Chapman fuck us again in 2020. And then Garrett Cole fucked us in 2021. Where's my World Series? That's my that's my uh, entitled Yankee fan uh, kind of jargon. Um, I heard that word for the first time in, in like forever today. Jargon. And uh, now I'm just going to... I think I'm just going to incorporate it into my day-to-day life going forward. Um, so, 
I want my World Series. Um, you know, do I think this is the best team of the Baby Bomber era? No. I think that was 2017 or 2019. But do I hold that hope because the talent is there? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. No, I think that's a valid take because this team definitely has the talent to be that good. And right now, at the very least, in some ways, they are. In some ways. Like, the defense is better than it's ever been. The pitching is better than any of those teams in the rotation. Like I don't think I don't think the 2017 Astros were the best version of the Astros no. over the past few years. But that's the Astro team that won the World Series. So that's like, what I'm saying. So in the end, it, it, it's really simple. The postseason is just who's hot and who's not. We it, need the to Yankees can The Yankees could get hot very easily. It doesn't take much, quite frankly. If Glaber Torres finished, goes back to where he was right before getting sick, John Carlo brings it on as postseason John Carlo. Rizzo is just being Rizzo. Judge is continuing what he does best. And you have kid, someone like Oswaldo Cabrera just continuing his hot hitting at the plate. Then suddenly this lineup becomes really fucking good. It becomes really good, and it's enough to – and it's, that lineup maybe, becomes easily maybe, enough. Maybe IKF slaps a couple singles. Hey, look, regardless, IKF, we have, we have his problems with him, but he, he can get his fair share of hits from time to time. And ironically, he actually does – apparently, there's a whole special on Talking Yanks about this. He actually does very well against high velo, apparently. Like, very well. Ooh. And if that's the case, that could actually play up in the postseason. So, um that could be fun. That could be a fun little narrative, but we'll I, see. I am very excited for playoff Yankee baseball. It's been me too. It's been me too. you know what I'm very happy about is that we do not have to play a one gamer to decide our fate. And also, I'm very proud of this team for putting in enough effort in the regular season to avoid a wild card round. Thank God, man. Over the past, like, there have been times over the past few years where we have kind of felt that our team didn't put in enough juice in the uh, regular season to get to avoid the wild card. So, good job. Good job, guys. Very proud of you all. Um, I think, you know, Luke, I I do want to. Ask you now for a series prediction. To uh, I want you to predict who shall win uh, this series, and also who, uh, how many games this series will uh, ultimately take to be complete. I have my pick already. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Yankees in four. Hmm. Now this I, is where I, I, I have a feeling it's not gonna go five. I, I really have a feeling the Yankees are going to – I feel the Yankees are going to win game one, and I think winning game one is going to be key. I think if the Yankees win game one, they absolutely win within four. If they somehow don't win game one, then it's up in the air a bit. Then I can definitely see it going five. But if they win that first game, it, they're, they're going to win in four. I double, I bet money on it. You know what, Luke Becker? I am going to make a bold prediction and this will probably blow up in my face. As you're gonna the, say you're gonna say Yankees in three, aren't you? You know me so well. I'm gonna tell you right now. And not only am I going to predict Yankees in three, I'm gonna give you a detailed explanation right now. Okay. Game one. New York Yankees versus the Cleveland Guardians. 
The Yankees, headlined by a six-innings pitched, two-earned run start from Garrett Cole. Head into the late innings, tied at two. How did they get two runs? Aaron Judge walked. Anthony Rizzo pulls one to right field, two-run home run. Okay, so we're in the late innings. A a Herculean effort from uh, Scott Efros, right? Sliders and shit, okay? Scott Efros gets us two innings, gets us to the ninth. Lewisica comes in, gets into a little trouble, still two to two. Jose Ramirez is coming up, okay? And base is loaded, two outs. Lewisica is a little all over the place. So who comes in? Who saves the day? Fucking Wandy Peralta, of course. Wandy Peralta gets a ground out to shortstop. IKF double clutches, but still manages to get an out on the play. Gets us into the bottom of the ninth. They walk Aaron Judge to lead off the inning in the bottom of the ninth. They can't. They can't deal with. They can't. They can't let Judge beat him. But Rizzo pops out. Fuck. Of course, right? So Glaber's up. He rolls over. Fielder's choice. Man on first. Two outs. Giancarlo's up. He walks. So this is where things get a little interesting. The Yankees send up a pinch hitter. Okay. His name is Matt Carpenter. Ah. And he lines one to right field, hits the chalk on the right field foul line. Yankees win 3-2. to two. The next game, Nestor Cortez goes seven innings, one run, and Aaron Judge hits a two-run home run. And that basically takes care of the game. They may tack on a few extra. Who gives a fuck? Third game. Luis Severino starts a little shaky. He's a little all over the place. A little too amped. He's got good velocity. But he's just a little little too, little too much. But he rears it back. Gives us five innings. Two earned runs. And you know what? Giancarlo Stanton hits a 450-foot moonshot to left field. Three-run home run. Three-to-two Yankees. Okay? And then maybe they tack on a few extra. Who gives a fuck? The Yankees shut this bitch down. Win in three. And go to Houston to probably lose. Because I don't think we're going to wow. beat I don't think we're going to beat Houston. I'm sorry. Wow. Thanks for that. Okay. But John. you know what? There's a there's an interesting kind of nug, uh, interesting kind of wrinkle in all of this. Seattle Mariners are pretty good. Just saying, like, if they actually like snuck a few out against Houston and and actually like beat them three out of five. I mean, I'm just saying. At the very least, man, I'm hoping Seattle makes Houston sweat. I really, I, I want Houston to get stressed. Let's get physical, physical. Yes, make them stress. Make them stress. I think you know what. 
I don't have the matchups with me for the Houston Seattle series, but like you got uh, Luis Castillo is throwing lights out. You got Logan Gilbert who's very good. George Kirby also very good. Robbie Ray is solid enough. Uh, you know, and they've got some like they get like timely hits. They're not like a juggernaut offensively, but like they get enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they got a good bullpen. I'm just saying, like it can happen. Like that can happen. That one surprised me. Like, yeah, no, it could happen. They got some scrappiness to them. They got some 2017 Yankees isms to them. Uh, and like, remember the 2017 Yankees faced Cleveland, ironically enough, in 2017, and they were the best team in baseball by record. Uh, uh, standpoint because uh remember they had that big like 20 game winning streak that year and they're coming in and it's like they peaked a little too early we uh we fell down 2-0 to them but then we fought back kicked their ass i could see that happening uh between seattle and houston and i don't think they like each other too much i don't think seattle and houston get along um no definitely not they don't seem like they'd go out for drinks um, you know, Julio Rodriguez is very good. Jared Kalanick has played a little bit better. Uh, you know, they got Ty France. Adam Frazier didn't have a great year, but, like, makes contact, might, might flick a few singles. Eugenio Suarez had a nice year for himself. Their catcher, Cal Raley, had a good year. Uh, Carlos Santana is off the bench, hit a big homer the other day. They got some guys. They're They're... They're not a juggernaut offensively, like I said. But if they can just scratch out a few runs for the pitching that they have, they will be able to at least compete. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The Mariners are absolutely within their rights to compete. They have the right talent. They have that kind of young core, similar, like you said, to the 2017 Yankees. Some of those vibes are definitely similar as you watch them play. And um that's the kind of team I think it would take to beat Houston beyond a team that's just a juggernaut. It would take a scrappy young team that kind of doesn't give a fuck. And the Mariners do have some of that. Those teams so. are always like the oh yeah scariest. Because like, you, you, you never know what they're going to do. You just never know. Sometimes they crap out because they're inexperienced. But other times they just keep on riding and you don't know when they're going to stop. And I think that's one of those cases there. Yeah, you never want to stop when you're being ridden. Yeah, it's true. Wait. Dude, now I'm thinking about Stephen Ridings. Oh, f- you know what? He would have been a nice bullpen. Dude, out. he legit could have been really good for this yeah, team. <laughs> he hasn't pitched in over a year, and, like, he didn't need Tommy John or anything. It was just my arm it was, hurts. It was very weird. Yeah, like, it's like, we haven't seen that guy in over a year, but he was fun, man. Dude, like, he, has a, he has a fucking great arm. Damn it, like, I hope, I hope he gets better and, like, you know, can pitch next year, but, like, I'm not gonna, not gonna throw my eggs in that basket, um, but, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's been, he's been doing bullpens the last, like, month or so, so. It'd be so funny if, like, we just ran out of guys and it's like, bro, can you just, you think you can, like, face the Houston Astros right now? It's like. Like, bro, I haven't pitched any. Yeah, we kind of need you. We'll just, like, guide you through it. Like, Well, I mean, well, let's, let's – I'll ask you this question. Base is loaded. One out oh only against oh Houston. God. 
Would you rather have a Steven Ridings who you don't know what he's going to provide? You haven't seen him pitch, but you know he's been rehabbing and he's been looking good in those rehabs. Uh, or do you use Miguel Castro? You see, the fact that you have to think about it in my head he tells a, me, like... Not a big Miguel Castro guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, I'm not going to say it's going to happen because it's not going to happen. But to, for, for me, if I was on deciding some of this shit, Ridings would at least be in consideration given how fucked up this bullpen is right now. I would absolutely consider... At the very least, right now, he would be at Yankee Stadium throwing for me just so I can see what he's got. And and I would be looking at him in comparison to the other pitchers and saying, okay, is his stuff at least comparable to, like, the last guy on this bullpen roster right now? Because if it is, I'd rather take the upside personally because... If you can get lucky with another lights out reliever in October to pair with like a Loisiga and hopefully a, like an Efros and Wandy if they're doing their thing, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Hopefully Clay Holmes can pitch well. That'd be nice. It'd that'd be, be great. great. It'd, it'd be, be great, be, but it's it's not even on my radar right now. It's, like, it's not. If he just like went back to first half, Clay Holmes, that'd be just like I would I would be very thankful for that, but. Can't expect that right now. Poor, poor us, poor Yankee fans having to deal with these questions, you know. But that's the fun of it. Uh, the Mets can't say the same. <laughs> Ouch! Oh, God, man, what a what a choke job. Um, I think I picked the Mets to make the World Series. So, like, sorry. Uh, Probably going to be either the Braves or the Dodgers. I don't think the Padres will last very long against the Dodgers. So, who are the Braves playing? Philly. They're playing Philly. So, yeah. I think that's, yeah, Braves and Philly. Philly could be sneaky, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because they got Nola and Wheeler. So, like, and they've got Harper back. So, like, they may be able to, like, Sneak one, sneak a few games out, but like I'm still expecting Atlanta to win in five or six and just kind of, you know, go go face Los Angeles for the ALCS. And I think the World Series champion will come out of the NL this year. Just got that feeling. Uh, I don't think I don't think Houston's as great as they have been in previous years, and I certainly do not think that we're we've got too many questions this year for for me but hey if we want to go win a world series all for it all for it not not voting against it so you know just just that's the beauty of playoff baseball tom knows nothing and neither does luke i don't i really don't yeah i had to i had to uh, defend myself I think I am pretty much good on it. I covered what I wanted to talk about until we get more info on what the roster is, because right now it's kind of up in the air. Um, We already know it's probably going to be, you know, the bench you're going to have Higgy, you're going to have Carpenter, you're going to have Oswald probably, um, Peraza, because I think you kind of need him on, on that roster in all likelihood. And, um, who else am I forgetting? I'm, I'm having a brain fart here. Hmm. 
Who else is on the bench? I'm missing two two people, I think. So we've got so our bench would be Carpenter, Carpenter. Higgy, Peraza, and who are the other two? I know there's another two. Uh, I either DJ them. or Donaldson would be one. Well, Donaldson's it, probably starting, but so DJ. So I would say DJ. Oh, it's probably going to be DJ and honestly probably Hicks unless something else happens. Jeez. Yeah, they're probably going with the five-man bench. Um, and if that's the case, I will say it does give a lot of option options off the bench for pinch hit situations, which is nice for when you get to like an IKF or a Bader if there's an emergency and you really want to try someone else. Because you never know. Sometimes there might be a spot where you even say, if DJ looks all right and bad in practice and shit, hey, give him a shot in a certain spot, see what happens. Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's a tricky uh, it's a tricky situation uh, the Yankees are in. Um, I do think though, I think I predicted this earlier in the year that Matt Carpenter would hit a big playoff home run. He's just got that vibe. I think he will. I think it's gonna happen. Um, might not happen this series. Might he might save it for uh, uh, Houston? Might he might just like crank one off of Verlander randomly or some shit? That would be kind of like Aaron Hicks in that in twenty nineteen against fucking Verlander. One of those yeah. moments. That would be I don't think. Sick. I don't think Hicks is gonna make the roster. I think he will out of pure kind of no other options. Because I, I, if it's between Hicks and like LaCastro, it's gonna be Hicks, I think. Yeah, but Hicks can work a walk, but like. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think they prefer a Hicks. Steal. I don't know. Yeah, I think they prefer Hicks, and like I think Peraza would be like our, our stolen base guy. Well, Peraza's gonna be, I think, a bit of a pinch runner, but beyond that too, he's gonna be your guy in case you do have to pinch hit for. Um, IKF because what other shortstops are there? You don't. Why would move... you, Why would you ever pinch it for IKF? I don't know, but um, if they do, they're not going to move Oswaldo um to shortstop from the outfield because then they got to put Hicks in the game. You're getting rid. Of, you're losing two pieces, multiple three pieces really in one spot potentially, and you're having a you're putting Hicks in the lineup, which is something the Yankees probably would rather not want to do. If it's between having Hicks and Oswald Peraza in their lineup, I think even the Yankees would tell you they'd rather have Peraza, even if he is has only played a month. So I think that says a lot right there. I think it says a lot as well. That is that the New York Yankees have made the playoffs. And will we have heart palpitations for the next month? Most likely. Um, hopefully it lasts that long. The, the longer those last, the, uh, the longer we're going in this. So hopefully we can last very long in October. Hmm. I really need to work on my speeches. Yeah. Pu- public speaking. Is Yo, not... did, you, did you hear Dick Garrett Cole's speech when they got into the fucking postseason? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, like. He is an he's an awkward boy. And yes, he is. He's we kind of, we kind of, he's just kind of, it's almost kind of just adorable. It's like, yeah, like you when he had like the beard in Houston, you never would have thought that. Never, not in a million years. But like ever since he shaved the beard, he's just become this kind. I feel of, like he became a different person. <laughs> he's like this like funny doughboy in a way. That's it's, like bizarre 
But hey, he can pitch a baseball. He can throw a baseball. Um, he's just avoid the home run. That's that's the key. The key is to get the key to game one. Dude, he's given up like forty one home runs this year. I think it's fucking crazy. It's it's not great. He uh, we should avoid that. Uh, no fastballs down the middle. Just avoid that. That's usually a recipe for success. I will say. Yeah, just uh, hit, hit, hit your spots, hit your fucking spots, get out of your own head, please. Because, like, he can get in his head too much. It's like, throw, just, just whatever Jose puts down, throw it, get back to the dugout. Because yeah, at, that, at that point, I think the best thing for Garrett to kind of accept is his own idiocy. It's like, yeah, I'm an idiot, but Jose's not, so I'm just going to follow his fucking lead. And, uh, you know, that's. Yeah, I'm not saying Garrett's a complete idiot. Um, I'm just saying he's like. He's a. He can get in his own head and do dumb things. Kind of, kind of like someone I know. Um, so. Yeah, execute your pitches. Get us. Get us. Uh, you know what? Here's the key. First inning, please, for the love of God, do not put us in a hole. That was good. Yeah, I, I think that would be pretty huge to have the game not start off on a bad Get foot, Aaron which, Judge, which, it, which it tends to. Which it tends to. Get okay. Aaron Judge a chance to put us up early and then just go from there because it's more fun when we're winning than it is when we're losing. So I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, just be a tone setter, uh, and just, when you get in some trouble, be careful. Just be careful. Just be careful. Because I know Cleveland doesn't hit as well as most other teams, but all it takes is one motherfucker to sneak one over the short porch. And it can fuck up our whole season. So don't let that happen, Garrett. Do not let that happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I think I'm good. I covered everything I wanted to. I feel good. I'm rarely ever good, but in the context of ending this episode, I concur. All right. Um, well, I guess that's it until Tuesday when we uh, get to watch game one. I'm very fucking excited. I will be rushing home from college to watch this game. I am ready. But until then, this has been another wonderful episode of the Yankee Center podcast, and we miss you, Eddie. See you, everybody. We will miss you, Eddie. Bye-bye.